Hey family, it's your favorite couple, Annette and Melvin, and welcome to the Journey Journal podcast. It is our hope to provide you, our loyal listeners, with comfort, hope, love, and laughter through heartfelt conversations, transparent testimonies, practical life-giving truths, and revelations from the Word of God. We are committed to taking the mask off to unveil and discuss topics that are vital for navigating life's journey and wholeness, because the journey to greatness is just as sweet as the destination. Oh yeah, come and join us. Come and join us. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Journey Journal Podcast. What's up, y'all? We are on episode seven of season two, and we are back from a little hiatus last week. Yes. Life got really hectic and busy all at one time, and then my birthday was last week, and we were going to try to rush and put something out, and then we thought, no, we don't ever like to put anything out, you know, just in a rush. We always want to do things in excellence and make sure that, you know, what we're speaking to you all is something that Holy Spirit wanted us to actually share with you. So we decided to take last week off and, but we, we're rejuvenated. Most definitely. Most definitely. Last week was a little busy, a little busy than usual, but we're back. We're back with something better right here, right now. Yes. And we're excited to be back. I got excited when we pressed the record button. I'm like, this feels good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to create a house of worship. Okay. This topic is so important to us because, like we just stated, we live busy lives. We have a lot going on. We are, you know, doing things in ministry, just in regular work. We have, you know, our hands in a lot of things in this season. And all glory to God, we're excited about it. But we fight so much outside and work so much outside of our homes that when you come home, you want it to be a place of peace. You want it to be a place uh, like a sanctuary, a place where you can just relax and get into God's presence. But also, it also be a place where you could just ease your mind from all of the troubles that you had during the day right what do you think baby i mean a place of worship man that peace that safe haven yes man i can't tell y'all how many times i came out of pulled in the yard with a headache but when i stepped inside my house that the peace that surpasses all human understanding yes lord fell at that threshold (laughs) (laughs) and cleared my mind swiped all topics free yes exactly and we know that everybody you know doesn't come home to peace and so we wanted to have this episode so that we can talk about some of the ways that you can begin to cultivate that because from our experience we have been in in people's homes We've also been in people's churches, unfortunately, where we have not experienced God's presence. And then when we have experienced God's presence, and I'm telling you, when you go into somebody's home and you just feel that serenity, you just feel that peace as soon as you walk in, it's like it makes you even more comfortable to be visiting those friends or those family members. When, When you walk in and you feel like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. It's like, what is going on? Like, you immediately want to leave. But like I said, when you walk into somebody's place 
or home that is just set and it's like it make you just want to get on the couch and just snuggle up. You just wanted to go to sleep, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, it, it gives you that comforting feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely do. makes you feel comfortable. So let's just jump right into it. What do you think? Let's go. <laughs> so the main part to creating a house of worship is: Can you guess? Can you guess? I'm waiting. <laughs> I was asking, can they guess? Okay. Inviting God into your home, actually inviting the presence of God, Holy Spirit, into your home. Invite him. He wants to be invited. Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to make you do. He's not he's not going to force you to do things. He wants to be welcomed. He wants to be invited into your place. Man, so like the scripture says, he's standing at the door. He's knocking. Yeah. He's knocking. Um, the invitation, man, when you talk about, when you talk about setting the atmosphere, that's an invitation. Yeah. It's an invitation for God's presence just to dwell. He said that he inherits the praises of his people. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the praises that, the praises go up, the blessings come down while the praises are going up. We're building an altar. For God to sit down and dwell. While he's sitting down and dwelling, the blessings are falling down. Right. Do you realize the exchange that's going on? But in order to have that exchange, you have to have, you have to send us some type of invitation for this exchange to ha- to take place. Yes. So this house of worship, this house of worship, the Bible speaks about when Solomon offered up the temple that the people lay prostrated mm-hmm. on the ground, mm-hmm. but they was pushed out the temple mm-hmm. because of his presence. Mm-hmm. His presence filled the temple so heavily that it pushed, it pushed the priests, it pushed the arm, um, it pushed all the Levites outside the temple, and they was they 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 was in total surrenderance. Yes, I was gonna say I even had a pastor one time that said. If you even have to get an empty chair, put an empty chair in your living room or in your prayer closet or wherever you like to pray. If you put an empty chair there and you literally ask God, come come sit with me, come dwell with me. I invite you into my presence. Even when you start going into prayer and you're trying to set that atmosphere in your house, begin by praising God and exalting him, you know, speaking well of him, telling him, him how much you love him, how you want him to come dwell with you, how you, how he's amazing. He's wonderful. He's the king of the universe, you know, exalt him and he will come and dwell with you. That's a great point because we kind of skipped that. We kind of skipped that. And not just us. I'm talking about like as a church period. Right. We forget how we assume that people understand how to invite God in. Yes. Now, not teaching them the basic fundamentals of how to do it, but yes. just expecting them to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, go, go ride your bike. Mm-hmm. Well... I don't even know how to. I never, I was never introduced to training wheels. Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to just ride like that? You Mm -hmm. know? So getting to the point, getting to the point where we learn how to invite God in. This is an intimate moment. Yes. The intimate, the intimacy of this moment is the purity of your heart to God's heart. That's good. It's one heart to another. That's really good. God is, God is looking not just to sit down in your presence, but he's looking to dwell within you. Yes. 
He's gonna he's he's sending his spirit just to even be with you at all times. Mm -hmm. You know. And not to get totally off topic, but we kind of talked about this a little bit in our teen class today at church, and we were telling them how. You get God's attention with, like my husband said, with the purity of your heart. And you also get his attention with authenticity. So we talked about friendship today mm -hmm. in class, that Jesus is our BFF or our homie and how we can cultivate that friendship with him. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talked about was talking to him. But while you're praying and praising him to be authentic, if you don't normally talk and pray with thou's and these and, you mm -hmm. know, saying all these scriptures, when, you first, when you're first starting out, you don't know a bunch of scripture and that's okay you know you you study as you keep as you keep going along and as you you know walk in your christian journey you learn more but if you're just starting out don't allow the enemy to make you feel guilty or make you feel shameful or make you feel like well i can't get into god's presence because i don't know much about him that's not the kind of god that we serve he loves all of us right where we are so if you are i if, if you are authentic, if you are real and just talk the way that you talk, say, God, I want to learn more about you. God, I want to, I want to know you. I want you to come and sit with me. I want to know what, if I want to know what your presence feels like, help me to experience you in a way that is real for me in a way that's authentic to me. And then I also believe that Holy Spirit is so gentle that he doesn't um, scare us. So he won't do anything that will that will scare you or take you further than you than you're wanting to go. If you tell him, go slow with me, teach me, teach me who you are in a way that will help me learn in a way that will be beneficial to me so that I can understand on my level. You know, just talk to him like he's your friend because he is and he'll come and he'll dwell with you and he'll visit you and you'll be able to have that tangible experience with him in a way that makes sense for you. Right. Does that make sense? That was smooth. That was about it. That was about as pure as to get right there. Okay, so number two, I say it's a pray out loud. Okay. I think when you are trying to create a house of worship and you want God's presence to dwell with you, it's one thing to meditate and we'll get there, but there is power sometimes for me in praying out loud. Speaking God's scripture out loud, you know, commanding my environment and my home to line up with God's word, commanding the situation that I'm going through to line up with God's word and speaking those words out loud. Not only so, I mean, God hears when we pray to ourselves. He, you know, he's omniscient. He's always, he, he's all knowing. He's ever present. But sometimes I believe, well, for me, I feel like when I speak out loud, I'm like, these demons really going to know what I'm trying to say. What you saying? <laughs> but then I'm also listening to what I'm saying. So it's encouraging my spirit as I'm, as I'm, as I'm talking, as I'm praying. So as I'm speaking God's word and I'm saying it out loud, I'm declaring it in my atmosphere, but then I'm digesting it as well. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says that hearing comes by believing, mm -hmm. by believing. So when you start, when you start speaking these words, you start believing these words. Mm -hmm. This week's episode is being sponsored by Cherry Red Empire. Anyone who knows me knows that I love a good lipstick. Even on the days when I don't feel like getting dolled up, a good matte lipstick pulls me together and makes me feel confident and beautiful. If you love beauty products like me, or if you're in the mood to try something new, 
Shop with Cherry Red Empire. Their products are designed to bring out the royalty in you. Cherry Red Empire has glosses, liners, lashes, matte lipsticks, and arm candy. For the remainder of March, Women's Empowerment Month, enjoy 10% off your entire purchase. Follow at Cherry Red Empire on Instagram and visit their website at www.thecherryredempire.com to purchase your beauty products now. Show the royalty in you with Cherry Red Empire. Let's get back to this week's episode. The more you start regurgitating these words and more, the more you start repeating God's promises back to him, he's coming to defend his word. So he's coming to prove a point mm -hmm. about what his word already said. Mm -hmm. He, Man, you know, God is, God is so amazing that he put his word above his name. Therefore, when he, when he said that, when he said, I, I will bless you and I swear unto you by my own name that I'm going to do it. Yes. I said, uh, I just left. I just, I just left some right there now. Mm -hmm. Like he left the table. He left the table. You know, just drop, just drop the mic right there, man. You know, I just did some right there. Mm -hmm. Cause I swear by my own name. Period. I'm not giving. I'm not. I'm not leaving no room for error. Mm -hmm. If I said I'm gonna do it, I'm finna do it now. Thank you, Lord. I'm finna do it. <laughs> so when you start regurgitating these words, you. I, I would say, I would say, come with the approach of something getting ready to happen. Yes, yes. Come, it's come good. into that same presence with that same authority as if something is already happening. Yes. And another thing that I used to do when I was first, and I still do it sometimes, honestly, now, my grandmother gave me this prayer booklet. And you can order these. I have to try to see if I can find some and link them in the show notes. But, um... When I was first learning how to pray and first learning how to have prayer time with God, um, I had a prayer book that she gave me and it had prayers for everything. So like every topic, every situation, every, every, anything that you could be facing in life, it had a prayer for that. Mm -hmm. And I would walk around my house and I would literally read those prayers and I would read them out loud until I felt comfortable enough to just pray for my own spirit. So that's also another tip that you can use. Or if you write your prayers down and then read them out loud, you know, I mean, it might sound funny, but for people who may have a, you know, I want to say a fear, but who get nervous about speaking out loud. Sometimes you're even nervous to speak out loud just with, with you by yourself because it feels odd. It feels weird. You know, all of those feelings are normal. And so one of the things that you can do is to read out prayers until you feel comfortable enough to just go for it. Right. Okay, so you had anything else to say on that nah, one? No, that was good, baby. Okay, so then the next one was, the next one is praise and worship. Now, this can look like many different things, and I can talk about one. Can I go first? Yeah, you can go, baby. I just, I just feel this one. Okay, come I on. I feel this one. So, <laughs> praise and worship. And the only, I, I guess... I just got through reading a book about reading a book about worship. Okay. Um, exploring worship is the name of it. Mm -hmm. And he gave he gave some good examples of the difference between praise and worship. Okay. I was educators. Yeah. All right. So I was brought up in the Baptist church. This is and good. I already know you. That Southern Baptist feel. 
they expect for you to know what praise and worship is. Mm -hmm. They expect for you to know everything. No offense, anybody. But it's just the traditional side, the traditional side of the church expect for you to understand, you know, the the fine print of ministry. Mm -hmm. Well, for somebody that's not necessarily into the church, they trying to figure out and they supplement, they supplement on um, what they seeing and the content of what they receiving from their environment. And they putting their own definition to it. Mm -hmm. So me thinking praise and worship was one of the same. It's really not y'all. Yeah, it's really not. We talking about two different. We talking about two different ball games. Mm -hmm. Praise, praise is a active, a more verbal and a more attentive style of worship. Okay, but when you get to worship, worship, worship is the meditation. The meditation part of it. It's mm -hmm. the more calm. It's the more intimacy part of of yes, your relationship and your conversation. Yes. Worship is a conversation, really. Mm -hmm. It's a conversation. That is so this good. This is this is where God talks. This is where God talks to you. Yeah. And you're able to communicate with God. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is worship. Praise. Now hold on now, cause praise, praise will have you up. Rocking side to side, swaying, it have you <laughs> stopping your foot, dancing, <laughs> you know, shouting. Yes. Nothing, it's nothing wrong with these actions. Nothing. nothing wrong with these actions. But this is the difference between praise and worship. Mm -hmm. It's not the same, y'all. Praise and worship is not the same. So when we talk about praise, we're talking about a more a more upbeat, upbeat mm -hmm. you know, a up tempo song, or a really, a really song that I can really get used. I mean, loose to, right? And, and exalt God in at yes. the same time. Yes. But worship, oh, worship is the intimacy. It's the, it's the quiet. It's the, it's that, it's that quiet moment. Mm -hmm. It's that heart to heart feel. Yeah. It's that, it's that I'm knocking. Will you let me in? Mm-hmm. You better come on here. That's good. And so one of the things that we like to do as a family, we praise God a lot together. A lot, <laughs> a lot. A lot together. Every day. Like that's just something that we like to do. Mainly because we love music. Now, if you love music like we do, we can put y'all on some good music, some good gospel music because, I mean, we like all kinds of music, so we know the good stuff. Yeah. Um, but when we praise as a family, my husband plays a bass guitar. Judah loves music, y'all. He has his own little guitar. And we just dance. It's nothing formal. It's nothing super spiritual, you know. It's just us having fun. We dance, we play around, but the music is going on. Sometimes my husband is playing, sometimes he's not. And we just have fun while listening to worship music. Yeah. And that's one of the ways that you can also get your kids involved too. Show them the fun side of Jesus and just let them fun, just let them dance and don't um hinder them in the way that they praise God. Now, you know, we ain't saying that they be twerking to Fred Hammond or nothing like that. But right. <laughs> but you know if they wanna what's the what's the new dances out now? I don't wanna say nay nay ain't nobody doing nay nay no more. I need you to grow up, man. What's the new dances up. what's the new dances that's out? 
Nah, all right, now y'all. What she's trying to say is she don't want y'all out here hitting the June bug challenge and nothing like that. Why not? You can do that into a Jesus song. If it's a kid and they trying to worship God and they hear a good, you know, up tempo song, let them praise the Lord. It'll get it'll it'll smooth out as they get older. I guess. I guess you, you kinda, don't agree. You kind of grow out of it, you know. Yeah, you do grow it's out like, of it. But I'm right. just saying, if they dancing freely, yeah, to God's music. Don't be like, no, you can't do that. Don't you be in here Harlem shaking. Now, where you, where, <laughs> who you been at? Where you been at? Y'all, that just let y'all know Jesus Christ. What, I, what I know what's going on. Do I? I mean, I'm going to need you to keep your ear to the streets or something. <laughs> no, my ears to the streets, bro. <laughs> Jesus. You can't call me, bro, and think it's smooth, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you said what you said. Okay, let's, let's talk about worship. Let's, let's finish the show. Yes, let's talk about worship. We're going we gonna to talk about this later. Okay. All right. Let's talk about where I literally said Harlem Shake. Now, I might don't, as, don't I might repeat as well, it. Don't I, repeat it. I, I might as well say stank a lid. Nick, just keep moving the show along. <laughs> yeah, I am so sorry about this. This is... This is... Oh, Okay. Just pray for us, please. Okay, let's talk about worship. We talked about praise. You talked about the difference between praise and worship. I said we praise a lot together as a family and worship. Okay. We do worship sometimes as a family, but I would say that we dance to more upbeat, you know, music more. But me and Judah in the morning times, um, we have our worship times together where sometimes we'll dance and then um, I'll play, you know, just some soft music and we'll just worship God or he'll watch me worship, worship God. And another thing that we do on the music department too, is that we play soaking music or we play like prayer music. So one of the people that I like to watch, he's on YouTube. His name is Dappy T keys and I can link some of his stuff in the show notes too, but he basically just plays piano worship and he has like scriptures come across the screen. And so sometimes I'll play there. Or even when we were staying in our old apartment, we would just play that while we're cooking, while we're cleaning, you know, and you can pray to yourself. You can, you know, worship to yourself and just have that music playing in the background while you're doing something else. That alone just sets the atmosphere. And then I just got put on to this prayer called Atomic Prayer by Cindy Trim. Okay. Have you heard about that? I haven't. Maybe I gotta, I gotta catch you up. Okay. So I just um heard about this pr- this prayer called Atomic Prayer by Cindy Trim, and I was also at my friend's house, and there was another prayer that was playing that I'm gonna have to link in the show notes because I can't think of the name of it. Now, I do encourage listening, you know, to this before you just like play it in your home because not everybody's spirit is right, but the Atomic Prayer. Um, you can pray that in your house and Cindy Trim is like praying and declaring and warring, you know, and you can pray that and just stand in agreement with her while you're cleaning up or while you're getting your children ready for school. I would definitely recommend playing that while you're getting your kids ready for school in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, just even to just because our kids have to be prepped too more than we know. Yes, and yeah. even if they're not fully aware that we're prepping them and that we're covering them and that we're praying for them, it's effective. They need it. 
Man, as much as they shooting up schools and stuff, mm-hmm. as much as the virus out here taking people down, mm-hmm. those kids have to be protected. Yes. I know some schools are getting ready to go back to school. Everybody fully mandatory. Mm-hmm. These kids have to be protected, guys. Yes. Have to. Okay, so the last tip or suggestion that we have for creating a house of worship is to meditate. Okay. Now, can I just say this? Yeah, go ahead. There's a difference between this new age meditation that's going on. What that look like? You know, like, um, you know, with the crystals and the sage and... Uh, yeah. We, we're not condoning that at all. I'm talking about meditating on God's word. Yeah. That's two totally different things. The Bible does speak about meditating on his word day and night. But we have to be careful of what we allow into our spirits with all, with all of this other stuff that's going on. When I talk about when I talk about meditation, meditation is I looked at meditation as more so an action as well. Right. Because meditation, when you when you look at and you look at the contents of how it's used throughout the Bible, mm-hmm. it's mostly talking about carrying out something. Right. Carrying out the word. Mm-hmm. Living the word. These are actions. These are ways to meditate on the word, mm-hmm. to be a, a, a example of the word to other people. So when I, when I, what I do is, cause sometimes, you know, I work a lot. So mm-hmm. sometime throughout my day, I meditate on the word. I show people, I, I love on people. I love them back to God. I like to use that phrase that I love people to God. I love people back to God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the best way I know to be an example of God. Right. It's just to love them, just to love them how God loved me. Mm-hmm. And I find scriptures, I find scriptures like usually once a day I find a scripture that I try to work on, trying to remember or work on trying to just carry out for that day. Mm-hmm. Find every way I can use this scripture. You know, I you notice that about you. Okay, appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, baby, but that's good. But yeah. I do notice that when you learn a new scripture, man, when I learn, I'm gonna hear it five times in what one you day. Say, man? <laughs> you gonna you gonna flip it, twist it, turn it, every conversation. We could be talking about string cheese, and you gonna be like, God said, <laughs> when I am weak, then I am strong. So when I cut this cheese, I just became strong. <laughs> My God. <laughs> right hey, but for real man it's just about carrying out that word carrying right. out that scripture yeah. um that word man the more the more the more you have to use the more god can use that's good the more you have to use god can use Mm-hmm. So he can only pull from something that you already have. Mm-hmm. You want God to you want God to to use you as a vessel for His kingdom, for um as a utensil to build His kingdom. Well, what do you have for God to use? What do you have that God can work with? What have you been meditating on? What have you been practicing? Because now He's you talking about you asking God to put you in the put you in the game, mm-hmm. but you ain't been practicing that. You ain't been working on your free throws. Wait, but that's good. Now, I can say, now, this is one area that I could work on a little bit more. And I say that because I think about, you know, scripture often. But I don't, I'm not intentional about, okay, looking at a one verse. 
I do read my daily verse that comes on my Bible app every day, mm-hmm. but I'm not intentional about repeating that verse over and over again all day because that's how that's how you really hide God's word in your heart by continuing to meditate or ruminate on it though that just simply means like you're just replaying it over and over and over in your head until you get it because I want to be this type of person y'all our apostle Moten at our church when I say he know the bible in out sideways backwards mm-hmm. forwards you can say one word be like apostle where can you where in the Bible does it talk about this? And he'd be like, turn to Luke chapter one, verse five. And you'd be like, Damn, Jesus. So as we as we meditate on, on God's word, it becomes a part of us. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm trying to be a reference for somebody. I mean, a walking dictionary. Yes. And so when you meditate on the word, not only are you... For me, I don't I don't only want to meditate on God's word and what it means to me, but I want to memorize the reference where it can be found in the Bible. I want to even think about okay, it this this verse and this verse that I'm remembering or trying to memorize today is in the book of Luke. Okay, what is the book of Luke about? What kind of context was the book of Luke written in? You know what I'm saying? I want to I wanna kind of talk myself through it so that I can start learning the Bible that way. So I will say that's one of the things that I want to be more intentional about is meditating on God's word that way. All right, sister missionary. I'm done. <laughs> Y'all see how he be playing with playing? <laughs> we ain't going to get on you. All right, sister teacher. Whatever. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into the benefits of having a house of worship. So, one of the things that you said when we were structuring the show, okay, was it breaks up the routine. Now, I want to know what I want to know where you get going with that. Yeah, so a house of worship breaks up the routine. Okay, what I really mean is, all right, so we're gonna take an example. Okay. When you get started with your day, mm-hmm. you go out, walk, you go out and let the dog out the house. Okay. You get the kids ready. You fix some breakfast. You go to work for eight hours, pick up the kids, then bring them home, take the trash to the road when it's time for the trash to be running. That show, that show every Thursday routine. Okay. Do you realize how easy it is for somebody to rob you? Mm-hmm. Because that's your every Thursday routine. Mm-hmm. Just like if that was your everyday routine. Right. How easy you just open up the floodgates for somebody to rob you. Because when we talk about somebody, we talking about the enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You better help us. So when you when you walk in through life and you using life as a routine, mm-hmm. you haven't switched up nothing. Mm-hmm. This is what I talk about when I'm talking about worship breaks up the routine. The worship, before the worship got to the Israelites, they was their routine was going around 40 years around a mountain. Mm-hmm. 40 years, same rotation. Different trials, different tribulations, but the same problem. Mm-hmm. Same problem <laughs> keep on reoccurring. And could nobody figure out what the problem, what the issue really was. Right. When you implement worship, worship disrupts everything. Yes, it does. In the best way. In the best way. It disrupts everything that the enemy was trying to set up to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You disrupt, you take the enemy tactics 
and you turn it against him from a simple worship standpoint. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's good. This worship, man, I'm telling y'all, it breaks up the routine to the point where it confuses the enemy. Yes, it does. Hmm. I don't know when you're going to be home. Mm -hmm. Man, I ain't finna run up in there, dog. <laughs> man, they may be up in there. Yeah. I seen two people walk out, but man, it's a third one. It's a third one up in there. Jesus. It's a third one up in our garden. Mm -hmm. God will ascend his angels. Yes. He, your worship, man, your worship, your worship does something in the spiritual realm. Yes, it does. You invite, you invite God into the situation. Now God is ascending angels. Mm -hmm. He's ascending angels to make sure that you straight. Make mm -hmm. sure you protected because now I'm finna send you a different way. Mm -hmm. I got the same promise. I got the same destination, but you going a different route, baby. Mm -hmm. This one right here finna take you at rerouting, rerouting, rerouting. <laughs> man, that's the GPS. That's the GPS, <laughs> man. Y'all hear me. Man, y'all better hear me on it, man. That that Jesus. that worship. You helping me. Man, that worship that worship stops the flow of everything that everything that was considered normal. Yes. We literally have the power and authority to structure our day. Man, what you say? But we don't realize that sometimes because we listen to the enemy, because we're walking around and doing the same thing. Mm. Same thing. You realize I know we talk a lot about marriages and relationships, but you keep on doing the same thing within your marriage and tell me how long that lasts. Mm. Tell me how long before it start dying. Mm -hmm. Before it start robbing you of years. Mm -hmm. Or before it start killing you. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Maybe that was good. I almost turned the microphone off. Please don't turn it off. <laughs> So another benefit of creating a house of worship is that it's a safe place. It's a place of peace. We kind of talked about this in the introduction. You always want to have that safe place that you can come to and that place of refuge where you can relax and recharge so that you can go out and fight and war and just be effective. Even if you're not warring, even if you're just loving and, you know, going on your job, whatever you're doing what you're doing outside of your house or to build the kingdom of God, you're able to do that effectively because you always have a place that you can come back and draw from. So when we were staying in our apartment, for the most part, nine times out of 10, we pray in the living room. Mm -hmm. And I, you have to create a place in your house where I would like to say you create consistency. Like I knew when I got in that living room, I knew I was going to meet God because I met him every day there. That was our meeting place. It was no doubt in my mind that he was going to show up because I set that as our meeting place. So when you think about worshiping, when you think about having a safe place, a place of peace, of refuge, find somewhere in your house where you can go and create that meeting time with God so that you know no matter what, no matter when, no matter what time, we can always access him. Y'all but I pray that y'all understand my heart on this. You know that no matter no matter where you are, you can always come to this place and you know God is gonna respond. Amen. Amen. Okay, another benefit is clarity. Who doesn't want clarity? I mean, yeah. Who doesn't want clarity in their walk around in the unknown? Yes. You know, um, I believe that God gives us the steps, the clarity on the steps that we need to take for right now. And sometimes he even allures us 
with the clarity of what's to come in the future, just to get us to keep walking and get us to keep putting one step in front of the, one foot in front of the other, even if what we saw in the future that he showed us for the future is not for right now, it keeps us motivated. But that clarity of vision, like my husband said, it's nothing like it. It will draw you out of some really dark places. When you have clarity, there is nothing nobody can tell you, including the enemy, because you know what God said, and you know that you know that you know what you know. Right. Man, I, I know so many times when we talk about clarity, we talk about the vision. Mm-hmm. We talk about planning, preparation. Um, these are all things... These are all things that you need, that you need to make sure that you're getting everything that you need for the vision. Mm -hmm. But God's going to give you the understanding and the knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 1, you know, that he gives wisdom, knowledge, and understanding freely. Freely. Well, that's the clarity. With understanding and knowledge. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the clarity. We're talking about now God gave you the wisdom on how to say it. I gave you the knowledge of where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Now the understanding is the clarity. Right. Now let me go ahead and reveal to you why I did what I did. You, why you you're going where we're going. That's good. There are a lot more benefits of having a house of worship. We could go on and on and on about the benefits alone of just having or creating a house of worship but i think we'll start with clarity what yeah. do you think baby yeah that was good okay well do you want to pray i'm um, sure and before we pray don't forget to check the show notes i will have all of the information that you need down below including our social media accounts our sponsor for this week's episode all of the things that I said that I was going to link in the show notes during the episode. And then you'll be able to leave a review, leave us a comment, rate the show, share the show. It really keeps us going, y'all. It really helps us a whole lot. Most definitely. We love just to hear y'all feedback. Yes. And we just thank y'all so much for continuing to come back every single day week we have the best listeners ever most definitely love y'all yes we love y'all so let's go ahead and pray baby okay damn the father we thank you for the word that you just given us lord god we pray that it falls on further ground lord god and let it multiply a hundredfold lord god within somebody's life let them see the fruits of their labor lord god as they trust and believe and hold on faithfully to your word father we ask that you just do something new in their life in jesus name we pray in jesus name amen amen talk to y'all next week bye y'all